Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Our American Stories. And our next story, well, it's a little gross. It's a little silly and involves two young men coming up with a smelly, smelly product that ultimately has been put to use by the U.S. military to actually prepare medics and other types of people involved in operations that would include horrible smells. How did these two guys come up with their smelly product called liquid? Well, I'm just going to say assets. Well, here's Andrew Masters and Alan Whitman with the story. Alan and I met in an engineering department in Fort Wayne, Indiana, where we were doing electrical for automotive and trucks. And we're dealing with uh, managers who are not interested in building a good product, but dealing with corporate politics and trying to advance their own careers. Uh, You're never making any decisions that might cost them a, a career choice. So, you know, and Whitman and I are, we both have spines and we're more interested in you know, building a good product and using logic and not really interested in a bunch of bull. And for that reason, 
we kind of gravitated toward each other and became pretty good friends. And women kept talking about the stuff he had back in high school and had used a great effect that stunk really bad and that he still had a little bit left and he should bring it in. And I guess at this point, um, Alan should probably back up to, you know, 15 years previous as to uh, the story of the beginning of um, what became liquid in his experience. All right, well, this is Alan. And I I actually came up with this in high school completely by accident. Everybody asked me, well, how, you know, how did, how did you create it? Well, I can't get into the details, but uh, I can say that uh, my parents had bought me a chemistry set. And I was into sort of mixing things together and checking stuff out. And it just happened to be one day that uh, I came a, came across this stuff that was, it just, it just was so nasty. I thought, man, what if I, what if I took this into school and played around with it a little bit? And uh, so I did that, and uh, it was shocking, you know, with with the reaction of people when you when you spray it in a classroom and everybody's you know going crazy and. Everybody's saying that the uh, the restroom actually smells better than the classroom, <laughs> those kind of things. So had a lot of fun with it there, and then uh, ultimately uh, graduated, went to uh, college, became an electrical engineer, and uh, had I didn't use it all those years, and uh, and it wasn't until uh, I got hired into uh, my electrical engineering job where Andrew was, or actually I was there first, he came later, but uh, when he showed up, the uh, the company was. Uh, and most of the people in there were very disgruntled at the time because we were told basically that we were going to be laid off. Uh, probably we figured it would be about five years that we had left. And uh, so everybody was pretty upset. So I was telling uh, Andrew and a few other uh, friends that I had this stuff I used in high school that uh, I even uh, cleared out a basketball game one time in high school. And they're just sort of looking at me like, yeah, sure you did, whatever. You need, uh, you need to go into the details and, and, of the basketball and, and, game. Okay, on the, on, the, on the basketball game. So what I ended up doing was uh, me and a buddy of mine, we, uh, we grabbed a, uh, I guess it was an, Elmer, an old Elmer's glue bottle. So you know how big those are, right? That's a pretty nice size bottle. We filled one of those up. And right before the game started, we went into the, uh, the bathroom in that hallway, the men's bathroom. And they had those old, uh, I guess the radiator style heaters. And I went in there and I dumped that entire bottle into that radiator and you could hear it sizzling and steaming and I took off. So I went back up in the stands over there in the, in the gym and we could see through the, the doors into the hallway. And uh, it was about uh, half an hour later, I looked down and I see somebody walking by with, with, their, with their shirts over their, their, you know, people with shirts over their faces and they're, they're waving their hands. And I looked at my buddy, I said, oh man, I said, it must be hitting good. So we went back down there halftime. And they had both double doors open on both ends of the hallways. It was snowing outside, and that place completely smelled like <laughs> And we were, just, we were just having a great old time. People trying to figure out what was going on. So I'm telling them about this story, uh, my, my co-workers, including Andrew, and, uh, and I think people had doubts. So I was like, all right, well, I actually had some stuff that was at least 15 years old that was in a baby food jar that uh, the, the lid had actually rusted on, so I carefully got that off without breaking the jar. And sure enough, the stuff still smelled like So I'm like, all right, you know, game on. So I grabbed a Visine bottle, reamed the tip of it out, and uh, filled that baby up, and I took it in, and um, we actually had a, um, let me let me, well, let, 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 me let, let me go back. We let need me, to back up, yeah, because back up. 
Uh, well, I mean, he had he had shared the smell with us, and it it really was shocking just smelling the bottle. Next thing I we're walking by uh, where his manager sits. It's a cubicle area, and, and I'm walking ahead of him. Next thing I know, I hear Whitman go, "Cover me!" And I'm like, I'm, I'm confused. I turn around, and he's got that he's got that visine in his both hands, like he's almost like he's peeing. That's the that's the vision I had as far as remembering turning around and seeing Whitman putting full pressure on that visine bottle, aiming it right towards Stenson's office. And you know, this is my first experience of liquid outside the bottle, you know, so. And, they, and by the way, they, they had set up a, a large fan, an industrial fan. They were blowing that crap around a 10,000 square foot uh, design center. <laughs> and, and that whole place smelled like everybody had their shirts over their faces and it was, it was shocking. I, mean, I remember that it worked well, but uh, it worked really well yeah, in the room. Yeah, <laughs> so he just had a little bit left in that baby food jar. And I remember because we were running out, you added a little alcohol to it. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, really, I don't even know if we did, what, two operations? I don't uh, know. It was, it was probably a few, but uh, the problem uh, was is that once we did it, we had to have more because but, it was so addicting that we, we couldn't stop doing it. And then the problem was is that I couldn't remember exactly how to make more. We're like, how can you not remember? And he goes, well, I know the basics, but there's some, there's some other, you know, like it's subtle the, things. The, proce- the process. There's a <clears throat> process to making it. And if you don't have that exactly right, it ain't gonna happen. That's so, all I can say. Yeah, so we're so we're all jonesing for more operations and uh, you know trying to get daily updates. And finally, one day, Whitman comes in. He goes, "Oh, I think it's ready. I think we got it." <laughs> and we tested it, and sure enough, so that set off a. Oh man, how long did we do? Did oh, we months. two months? Yeah, a couple three of, months. Three, four months. Two, yeah, of of basically um, strategizing of how to create maximum. Uh, chaos without drawing too much attention where we would actually get caught um, and so good so what would happen is that uh, if I went into the bathroom and uh, somebody had plugged up a toilet uh, I'd call in a visual to Andrew <laughs> which basically he had some out in his car and then he'd go out in his car and I'd tell him we got a visual in uh, you know stall number three building one and uh, he'd go get the stuff, and then he'd go ahead and ass the hell out of it. And uh, so, so we could, it was hard to get in trouble because, you know, there it is, right? There's the, you know, the block toilet. And, there, you know, of course, the, the, the janitor would come in or whatever. He'd be just, you know, losing his mind going, I don't even understand how this is possible. He'd be in there with the plunger trying to get this down while this overwhelming smell, which is really not from the actual problem. You know, it's actually our stuff. And... Uh, that started being a fun thing. So, you know, we, we'd have times where I'd call in a visual and he'd, he'd hammer, Andrew would hammer it. And uh, we'd come back and they'd have crime scene tape, you know, over the door like, this bathroom is closed. I, I was walking through the area and, of course, it's, you know, I'd, I'd, it was a day I'd hit it hard. And a guy was walking in front of me from another department. And it was obviously he was very disturbed. And our buddy Joe was walking out of the, his cubicle area and he intersected the guy you know the and the guy stopped and looked at joe and he goes what is this what is that smell and joe goes i don't know but it seems to happen every thursday <laughs> <laughs> and he was dead on right <laughs> and i so i went over to whip and i went over hey 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 i said next next operations on tuesday <laughs> 
And you're listening to Andrew Masters and Alan Whitman. When we come back, more of these pranksters, these chemistry set experimenters, these funny guys here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
And we continue with Our American Stories and the story of a product called Liquid, well, I'm calling it Liquid Assets. You use your imagination. And it all started again with a couple of teenage boys, well, just looking to make each other laugh in the end. We're talking about Andrew Masters and Alan Whitman. Let's return to them for the rest of their smelly and kind of funny story. That was three or four months full of, uh, of fun there, you know, turning a job we really disliked into uh, fun time. These uh, were actually mm. days that uh, we did not have to set our alarm for yeah. because we'd, we'd have a specific day that we would go do it. And mm. uh, and it and you almost couldn't sleep at night. You basically just got up early and just went into work and, and then started having fun. And at uh. the end of the day, your ribs would hurt. You'd laugh so hard oh. at the, the chaos. Yeah, well, laughter is addictive, you know. It's uh, you know, so the fact that uh, I know I'm gonna go into work and just be laughing all day, and I'm I definitely uh, didn't need alarm on those days. Uh, I, I told you know, and I always liked doing pranks in college. I had uh, a fair amount of good ones that I did, and uh, and oddly enough, one of them was fart spray, which didn't work to my satisfaction, so I threw it away. But after you know several months of all this fun, I I was like. This is like the best stuff ever. You know, it's like, look at this. You know, it works good. It stinks really bad. You get a lot of laughs. And then you lay off for a couple days and people forget about it. And you press replay. (laughs) (laughs) So I told Whitman, I said, look, I said, this is the best stuff I have ever used. I said, we can sell this. You know, Whitman's like, yeah, probably good, you know. And uh, now the, the... one of the problems was is, uh, we were both looking at getting out of engineering. I was working on a master's degree in math to get into teaching college math, and Whitman was looking at starting a car wash, his own business. Uh, so you know, so there was there was when you know the end, when you know the end is near, you know, you start coming mm. up with ideas. You try to you try to figure something out because uh, there was nothing else in the town that we were in. So we were all going to have to move one way or another. Something was going to going to change. So. So when Andrew came up and decided that uh, we needed to do this, I said, all right, let's just do it. We'll go 50-50, and we'll just see where it goes in parallel with other things that I was doing and then he was doing. We just decided we'll just sort of we'll sort of see how that plays out. And, um, you know, and it did take quite a long time, a lot longer than we thought, I, I, I guess, because there's a lot more to it when you get in. It seems like, well, I'm just putting li- liquid in a bottle. But then you got to figure out what kind of bottle, what shape of bottle, what what material is the bottle made out of? What kind of mist are you going to use? You know, how many milliliters is it going to put out? You know, where, where do we get a label? <laughs> yeah, where, how do where, you put the label on? What's the artwork look like, and what's the name? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> well, although the, the name is the, the funny name, part. Yeah, the name was uh, probably one of the easiest things we did. You know, it was a big mystery as far as well. How do you pick a good name? You know, we're not. You know, I've I've learned in in doing my own. Uh, you know, and starting our own business here i've learned one thing is that if you're a marketer you you chain smoke and you have a ponytail <laughs> you know so we don't do either yeah so i can remember walking into the conference room shutting the door and whitman was halfway sitting down and he goes so what are we going to call it and i said i don't know what are you thinking and as he's sitting down he goes he goes like liquid and i said that's it it's got a ring to it let's yeah. just go with it so we we went out. We decided that we'd we'd find all the radio stations in the country that that had crazy morning shows. We decided to send them samples with a little note. And there was about four or five of those stations where we did really well. Where we would get we got a surge in sales, uh, but then it would it would you know die off again to practically zero. 
until one day I was reading an article about a guy named, well, he goes by, his radio's name is Bubba the Love Sponge, and it was in the lo- local Fort Wayne paper because this guy was, uh, his hometown was two counties over. So I was so I was reading the article about him, and I looked up his uh, mailing address, and I remember I remember packing that box. I can still remember it this day because I put six bottles in there and sent it to him, and uh, never heard anything from him until all of a sudden Whitman's like, "Hey, our web page is down because we've got so- something's going on. We've got so much traffic to shut our web page down." And it comes to find out that uh, Bubba the Love Sponge, and I can't remember his real name. But he was actually using it on a show as a punishment for someone who did something stupid. Usually their cell phone would go off while they're on what, the air. What they would do is if somebody <laughs> if somebody screwed up on the air, cell phone went off or did some, something else stupid they weren't supposed to do, they went on liquid ass alert. And uh, once they were on liquid ass alert, if they screwed up one more time, then they would take him in the room and, you know, in the studio there and they would ass the hell out of him. And, of course... This this was on Sirius Satellite, and it comes on right before Howard Stern. It was on Howard 101 channel. So it went nationwide. And these guys did us a real favor by basically, you know, using this probably for... Three or four months yeah, three or three or four advertising. Months, three or four months advertising. And I uh, have to thank uh, old Bubba. He, he he got us on the map. That, because that, that, that put us over the top where we actually were making enough that, it, well, we don't need a day job anymore. It'd be rough. You know, it'd be tight, but we would make it. We spent two years and didn't. We couldn't really get out of just doing an interview and having twenty orders, and then it go back to zero within a week. We we just couldn't get the thing to stick for whatever reason. But once Bubba started talking about it on a daily basis, and and that I was, started that started a floor where we actually had something, and it it didn't go away, and it started growing slowly. From yeah, there. you know. And then I think the next year was when Amazon picked us up. And then we did definitely need a day job, and that worked out great because that's about you know a few months after that's when we got laid off. And I remember telling Whitman, I said, I just can't stop smiling. I just I'm like I just can't stop smiling. You know, when when Amazon picked us up and we got another boost to the point where I was almost making the same as my engineering salary, doing a quarter of the work, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we can start talking about our customers now. <laughs> well, there's some customer <laughs> stories. Yeah, we can. Uh, yeah, there's there's quite a few customer stories, and we've we've had people that uh, that actually used it in their bubble juice, like for a for a wedding. You know, when they blow bubbles, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they mix the bubble juice with the liquid, <laughs> and they're they're blowing bubbles as the bride and groom come down the aisle. You know, with this <laughs> juice, which I thought that was sort of clever. People are putting in uh, putting it in balloons and blowing the balloons up, so when they pop, it smells like. <laughs> This, this is one that was in particular sort of strange, and this was sort of early on, so uh, we, were, we were probably only selling it for maybe a couple years at that point. This guy calls me up, and he wants to order. And, okay, that's cool. But it, it's obvious that he used it before, and at that point we hadn't, you know, we didn't have tons of customers. So I said, so I just asked him, so it sounds like you've used the, the product before. He says, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." He goes, "I, I use it." He goes, I, "Man, I goes, I need, I need more, but I need it real, real soon here, or whatever, you know." And it's like, "Well," I said. So apparently, he had some success with us. What, what did you do? And he was sort of hesitant to tell me. And he's like, "All right, I, I'll, I'll tell you." And he starts this story off. He had bought our product and he had it laying around, and he was in the process of of moving to a new a new city. He had to get his utility set up. He calls up, and it had been like. Two or three weeks, his wife is complaining that they don't have the power on yet. Well, he's a contractor and he has one of the special keys. He's got a way to get in to the box to turn the power on. So he turns the power on himself. Well, he ultimately gets a uh, 
the, the next day, the power company actually shows up. They see that it's turned off or turned on, and uh, he ends up getting a fine from the power company because he had he had screwed around with the box, and that's illegal, and he's not allowed to do that. So he's like, "All right, well, I'm going to pay this bill," and I'm pissed off because you know they should have done this for me anyways sooner. So. He takes he get, he writes a check and he coats it with liquid ass and he sort of lets it dry. So he goes over to what sort of looks like a bank teller set up with that vacuum tube and uh, they they leave. So so they take off. Well the following day the uh, police the police call him up and the the cop when he goes into the office the cop's got an, like an evidence baggie and it's got his check in it. And they're claiming that this that this bank or well, not the bank but this the, the co-op or whatever has uh, now shut the entire system down, shut the entire building down. They've got tape all the way around the building or whatever. It looks like a crime scene, and they can't open it up because the whole freaking building smells like <laughs> And uh, the teller apparently is claiming that she's quitting because she claims that she's handled feces. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make this up. So cop's like, well, because here's the deal. He goes, we're going to send this in for analysis. If it's got feces, you're going to jail. You're in trouble or whatever. He's like, well, you go ahead and test it all you want because I didn't do that. Ultimately, what happened was is that uh, it came back clean. They couldn't do anything about it. And at the end of the day, he said, what what could I have done that would have, uh, you know, got them back? And I said, not, and I looked at I, I asked him, I said, well, now, now you're ordering more? And he's like, yeah, he goes, I got some other business to take care of. I said, all right, we'll send you a couple extra bottles. Have a good day, you know, and. We recommend, you know, it's a prank product. It's not to uh, to go out there and destroy people, but uh, every once in a while, I guess that happens. You know, we we like to say that uh, we make the gun, we don't shoot it. So, you know, at your uh, at your own risk, I guess. But uh, most of the time, people are just having fun with it. And uh, God, there's tons of YouTube videos out there. And we started making a few YouTube videos until the the YouTubers outdid us. And so now our customers are doing you know, better videos than we could even dream of. So uh, if you ever go out there, you go out there and look at YouTube and type liquid, you'll see really good stuff out there. Andrew Master's story, Alan Whitman's story, liquid assets story here on Our American Stories. Hannah Storm and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. 
We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.